Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I'm not going to do a complete review for you, but we've had a string of amazing shows here on Coast View. If you, uh, you want to catch up, you can go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page or go to your favorite podcast uh, or go to the Ricky Matthews Coast View Facebook page. And all the, the videos of the show are there. I really appreciate you listening on 103.1. The feedback that Kyle and uh, Cami and I are getting from the show continue to be incredible. We really appreciate the, the feedback. The, uh, and, you know, one of the reasons we do this is we want to make a difference. And uh, that's one of the reasons why, uh, out of retirement, I came to do this show. I still consider myself retired, but but I loved connecting and and really sort of not only just educating about what makes Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play, but introducing you to people who are every single day making such a great difference in the community. Hey, this morning I was I got up and. Uh, Ann told me she got up a little bit earlier, which is rare for her, but she got a little bit earlier than I did. And she noticed that there was a red light on on one of our boats. Well, that's not a good thing ever because if there's a red light on on a boat, that means someone left something on. And the, and the, uh, the battery power is what's keeping that red light on. So I, I dressed warm and ran down there. She said, don't forget about the boat. Like 10 minutes before the show starts, I run, ran down there in the cold and couldn't figure out what it was. And I literally just got back in time to run in here to the studio to start the show. But that's one of the great things about doing the show from home is uh, I get to go do my exercising or work around the house or whatever it is I'm going to do. And uh, and then come in here and kind of top my morning off by doing Coast View, which I really enjoy doing. And I really appreciate you uh, listening. We, it's, uh, we hope we're making a difference. Uh, speaking of making a difference, let's move over now to my good friend, Michael Sunderman, who is uh, the president and publisher of M2 Media. He's, uh, he publishes South Mississippi Living, Discover South Mississippi, Jackpot Magazine, and Gaming News. He's been on the show multiple times. We've told his personal story, which is what brought him here to coastal Mississippi, but he considers himself a native now. I understand why. He fell in love with this place, and now this is his home. But uh, we're just going to spend some time today talking about how things are going in the, in the world these days. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, Ricky. How are you? Good. So you're sitting in your office, I see. Um, is there's all you you always got cool memorabilia you know you've uh, you're a big golfer yeah. you've uh, spent a lot of time traveling and enjoying golf all over the United States I always envied you when you worked for the Mars company and you could fly a group of executives to uh, the masters and uh, enjoy that experience but uh, but golf's been a big part of your life hasn't it it is I, I, I love golf it's it's my passion my dad and I that was really what brought us the closest together when we were on the golf course. And, uh, uh, and then later in life, uh, my son took up golf and became a good junior golfer. And then I, I coached St. Patrick High School boys golf team for five years. And our last three years, we won the state championship. 
and Jesse won individual championships and district championships a couple of times and uh, um, went on to play four years of college golf. So it's, it's been good. That's that's uh, that's really, really cool. And but it's my therapy, Ricky. It's, it's like you work out, you fish. Golf is my therapy. You get out of the office, you walk out in nature like you, you go out in the woods and hunt. I'll go out in, in the in the uh, fairways and hunt for birdies. So, and you know why? It's a great opportunity to do some team building and spend time with friends. You know, so golf's a lot. I have two brother-in-laws. Um, uh, as you know, Alan Picard and, and excuse, yeah, Alan Picard and Mar and uh, Peter Bohanovich. Yep. And they they spend a lot of time out at Windance. They live on the golf course and. Yeah, I watched through their eyes. I used to play golf once a year just to remind myself why I don't play. But it's a lot like fishing or hunting. You get you get this you get this captive audience for uh, four or five hours. You know, when you add in the time before and the time after, the, the social time is incredible. But it's a great place to get to know someone better, isn't it? It is. I've always said, you know, if if, if I'm on a sales call, I might get you for 15, 20 minutes. Maybe I get you for an hour lunch. But if you give me four or five hours on a golf course and I and I uh, make it a great day for you, you're, you're more likely to do business with me. I, I totally agree. And uh, that's uh, that's, you know, I've always envied you because you not only were you a regular golfer, you're pretty you're a pretty damn good golfer on top of that. So. <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> age, well, you had, you, you were lucky to even be playing golf. You had that really serious auto accident, and I know that you still have some reverberating from that, but the fact that you're even playing golf to, these days, Michael, is a, is a blessing, isn't it? It is. Uh, that was uh, four years ago, September, and I didn't play golf for about a year or so after that. I couldn't really stand up and walk without discomfort or get out of bed someday. So yeah, lucky, lucky to be here. Lucky to be here. And uh, before we leave, before we leave golf, just in general, the, the, the quality of the golf courses we have here in coastal Mississippi, it's, uh, you know, it's been a lot of private investment. There's certainly there's been, uh, you know, we have some good public courses, but you think about what the casinos have done to add incredible, you know, creativity to the golf courses here in coastal Mississippi. We've got a lot to be thankful for in that arena, don't we? We do. And I mean, you know, national names, Tom Fazio, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Jerry Pate, um, you name it's out there. And just this week, uh, they're doing the PGA Championship Tour uh, qualifying uh, rounds at, at Grand Bear. So those guys yeah. are trying to get on the big tour. Cool. Incredible, incredible. And the courses are in really good shape, too, aren't they? They're fantastic. Um, I, I played their day, and I, I had some buddies go out to Grand Bear. They said it's probably as good a shape as ever been. Uh, Fallen Oak is fantastic. I played Preserve a couple weeks ago. Beautiful, yeah. Wind Dance is in great shape. Yeah, it's 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 awesome to to, to live here and work here and uh, be able to play golf year round. No doubt. Well, I feel that way about fishing. <laughs> so, <laughs> the fishing here, especially this time of year, is really really good. Hey, so uh, if you had, we're gonna. I want to. We got a lot to talk about. I okay. mean, we've had. We're coming out of a, a great tourism time. Uh, frankly, we didn't get a, a tornado. A, a tornado. A hurricane this year. Thank God, we didn't have to even deal with any close calls, and that's that's amazing. I actually posted something on the Coastview site. It was something that the Harrison County Board of Supervisors shared about the uh, beach team. And how good a job they've done keeping the beach like first class the entire mm -hmm. season. 
And uh, my friend Chuck Loftus, who's been on the show before a couple of times, he's just done such a great job leading that team. But anyway, there's a lot to talk about. But before we go any further, why don't we, uh, for people who may not have heard you and me talk before, let's give them a sense of this great company, M2 Media, that you and your wife, Mary, have created. Uh, sure. Um, we're pushing 30 years old now. Um, start off with Jackpot Magazine for the casino industries. Uh and a couple of years later, added uh, Gaming News, which is the official news magazine for the Mississippi Gaming and Hospitality Association. Uh, and through that, through that relationship, uh, in fact, I was just on a phone call with Larry Gregory this morning. Uh, we assist in producing the Southern Gaming Summit, uh, the Hall of Fame, which has been tremendously successful. Um, uh, we do their annual report for all the, all the operators uh, and whatever else they need us to do. So we, we love to do that. And then... Um, we started South Mississippi Living Magazine. Uh, that's now the number one regional magazine. Uh, done tremendously well. We just uh, had a record year with that one. Um, we do Discover Coastal Mississippi in partnership with the uh, Coastal Mississippi Tourism Bureau, and that's their fulfillment magazine. Um, and that is a quarterly magazine. Then we do about eight or eight other small magazines. It could be the Peter Anson Festival Guide. It could be the Ocean Springs Shopping Guide. It could be we just picked up Hancock County Tourism Book. We're working with Pearl River uh, now. We're working with the city of Gulfport. We're, uh, we're working with uh, Pascagoula. So it's, uh, we've yeah. really become more of a regional publishing little little venture down here. Uh, and it's never, listen, I, I you know, when I kind of left Morris, I just said, I'm going to slow down a little bit. Um, uh, but just sometimes things just fall in your lap, Ricky, and you, and you got to act on it. You know, if you said yeah. not to. So um, I'm not I'm not actively seeking to grow, 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 grow. But we just kept growing every year. Well, you uh, you came you know, when we, when we talk about Mars, that was no small job you had in that company. And, uh, you know, you, you were in my, uh, you know, careers were kind of blossoming as we were sort of watching each other. And we were we were responsible for newspapers at a time when it was a really tumultuous time for newspapers. And, uh, you know, you were living life in the fast lane. I was living life in the fast lane. It's one of the reasons I retired in 2016. But but when you came here and started um, started your company and uh, started to connect in this company, uh, this company and in this community the way that you did, one of the things that drove you and one of the things that's always impressed me has been the incredible commitment that you and Mary and your team have to helping build a better community. The, the, the amount of, the amount of uh, donations that you give, the, the, you know, I would just say the deep involvement that you have in helping make community uh, efforts a, a success. That's always been one of the driving forces for your company, hasn't it? It is. Um, in fact, uh, we hit a milestone this year. We just uh, topped $1 million in donations uh, since we started all this. And that's that's a, a big number for a small company, um, uh, but we look at we look at that as just part of our business plan, giving back. Hey, we'll pick it up right there when we get on the other side. But we're visiting with Michael Sunderman. He's the president and publisher of M2 Media. You know him probably most, best known for Jackpot at South Mississippi Magazine. When we come back on the other side, we'll pick it up from there and we'll continue the conversation. We'll see you after this break. live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Michael Sunderman, who is the president and publisher of Into Media here in coastal Mississippi. And when we went to break, we were talking about the effort that he and his wife and his team had been involved in helping build a better community. They just had a million dollars in contributions to the community, which I think is incredible. You know, as we were talking at the beginning, though, about you mentioned, of course, this relationship you have with the gaming industry. And Larry Gregory, you mentioned his name. Uh, certainly, I know who you're talking about. But the average uh, listener may not know who that is. And what I want to do is just real quickly, um, we we have in Mississippi what really good gaming laws. That, that's one of the reasons why gaming has been so successful. And we've got a legislature and statewide leadership and, of course, course local leaders all across the state, actually, who are engaged in making sure that there's always going to be a very good regulatory sort of environment for casinos to be able to to be successful. We're going to work hard in this state to always maintain sort of the free enterprise system so that we're not going to limit the number of casinos. The, the market will decide who's mm-hmm. successful and who's not and how many casinos we can have, et cetera. The other thing we've worked hard to do is we've tried to keep the taxes side of the ledger to, to at least a manageable number. Now, if you go to some markets, casinos can be taxed as much as 50% or some yeah. ridiculous number like that. Here in coastal Mississippi and across the state, that's not the case. And a lot of the revenue, excuse me, a lot of the taxes come back to education and other important aspects of the community. But you've got a, we've got a gaming commission. There's a three-member uh, commission that, uh, that sort of says grace over uh, approving casino uh, future casinos, making sure they all meet the criteria for what is required to be a fully thriving casino in Mississippi. They work to make sure the laws are, are dealt with, et cetera. And then you have a, a gaming association over here that's that's a lot of the, the key leaders from across the state are engaged in. And Larry Gregory, who, the, who Michael mentioned just a few minutes ago, is the executive director of that organization. And it's important for him and his, he does the an employee publication for the gaming industry. And then, of course, Jackpot Magazine, not that South Mississippi Living doesn't engage gaming as well, but Mike's relationship with Larry Gregory and that association is, is really kind of critical to the association and to, to Michael's business. But that's a great partnership, isn't it, Michael? It is. Um, and going back to the Gaming Commission, too, they also do all the background checks for every employee in that industry. Um, and, and that's a, a really good checks and balance uh, to keep anyone that shouldn't be involved in gaming out of gaming. Uh, but going back to Larry, we have developed such a, a good, fond friendship. We have lunch or dinners every time we see each other. And um, he's uh, just getting over a little health scare, and he's doing great. And um, uh, I wish him all the best. Talked to him this morning. But he, uh, he does a really good job of coordinating, you know, close to 30 different casinos. And every casino's, you know, different companies own. We probably have about, you know, 20 different companies own these casinos in Mississippi. And he coordinates it all together um, and gets a consensus and then uh, gets them all at the table. But getting back I know to- it's like herding cats, too, because <laughs> yeah. what's interesting about them, and I've, I certainly have experienced that here locally, is that they're incredibly competitive. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And they are, they're magical about their marketing efforts. They're very strategic and tactical about their marketing efforts. They're, they're working hard. 
to uh, to to be the winner, you know. But at the end of the day, they also understand that someone who may go to Hard Rock may, is probably going to go to the Boer Vodge, and somebody who goes exactly. to the Boer Vodge is probably going to go to Harris, and and you know that they understand that they've got a group of young leaders that are so incredibly capable, man. Uh, woo, buddy, we got a yep. gr- good. We talked about this before. We got a crop of general managers and vice presidents and executives at these casinos that is best we've ever had. Um, but they they know they got to work together to build an, an environment for casinos to be able to thrive, and they're really good at that, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I, you know, what what they what they build together is the total experience. So when you come to South Mississippi or Tunica or Vicksburg. You feel like, you know, it's more of a cohesive entertainment thing, kind of like the Las Vegas Strip. Um, and they they are competitive. You know, they all want to be number one. But at the end of the day, they're not going to do anything to hurt the industry or hurt each other. Um, and that's the cool thing about it. Um, and then, you're right. There's so many smart men and women um, in gaming right now. And it's not just at the GM level. It goes down to your marketing people, to your, to your uh, food and beverage people, to your pastry chefs. Everyone puts on such a good, good, good customer service uh, uh, program. It's it's impressive, which is why our numbers are staying so strong here in Mississippi. We're not we're not seeing uh, a big uh, you know decline from the records that we hit last year. Uh, and 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 it's funny when I talk to GMs about this year, 2022, none of them knew exactly how to budget this year. They said, "Well, all that stimulus money, all you know, everyone's going back to work." We're not sure what's going to happen here. We're barely one and a half percent down from a record year, which is still phenomenal. Yeah, it's incredible. Actually, we'll we'll kind of shift gears now and talk about how good we're doing. We have to keep in mind when we think about the coast market that there's been proliferation of gaming. We always suspected that that would be the case. I can remember being in a, at a, a gaming meeting, you know, twenty years ago. And this whole notion of proliferation, what was happening within the Indian community and what they were doing, and and just in general, um, more markets approving gaming and seeing that as an opportunity to, to 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 do well. I think to some extent it's affected the shoot the the market up in Tunica to some extent, but here in coastal Mississippi, we've really we've really held our own against some really incredible competition. And I think one of the reasons why, first of all, the amount of investment that's been made in Coast Mississippi is incredible. Mm-hmm. But also, you think about this being a coastal community, this collection of communities we call Coastal Mississippi. But we are well positioned, aren't we, Michael? Absolutely, and and we just keep reinventing ourselves. We're not sitting on our laurels. We're not we're not just putting out the same product, you know, day after day after day. Uh, Beau Ravage is going through a multi, multi, multi million dollar remodel. Uh, Luann, over at Scholar Pearl, all new restaurants and, and facilities. Um, most of the casinos have done some sort of redecorating, rebranding, um, which is interesting because during the pandemic, a lot of them took away some assets too. They took away the buffets. A lot of them still don't have valet parking. And I really thought that would affect business, and it hasn't affected business. So um, they have found other ways to uh, feed their uh, customers, give them what they want, um, park their cars in a different way, uh, but also to keep the whole experience safe and clean and, uh, you know, free of COVID. And and that's been a huge factor. You know, we're still a primarily a driving market. Um, the Beau Ravage is doing some amazing junkets now. Um, and the airport's doing a lot more flights in and out, but we're still probably 80% driving market. Um, so 
that means you can get in your car. You don't have to worry about wearing a mask, all the stuff. You can come down here, get in your room, uh, and, and, and be in a safe environment. But they're, they're just really, <laughs> they're hitting, hitting all cylinders, as we say right now. They really are. I mean, think about, um, think about our friends, Rick Carter and Terry Green, you know, not only, not only doing things to improve the Island view side, but to build the beach view casino. Um, you know, I, I love having conversations with our friend, John Ferrucci down at silver slipper mm-hmm. and the work that they're doing to improve their situation. They've got a great relationship with the County and the cities there along, along Hancock County. And now they're going to build an elevated, you know, Boulevard coming into the casino. So they don't have to deal with the issues of high tide and all that. But, and then John's got all these great new responsibilities across the United States. And, but his love of coast of Mississippi is significant. And he said, when he took on that new responsibility as the chief operating officer for his corporation, that he's going to still live in coastal Mississippi. That that's his love, and he's still going to have responsibilities for the Silver Slipper. But yeah. you know, every one of them's got a story to tell. I mean, you mentioned Lou Ann. I, my wife Ann and I had dinner with her not long ago, and it was just terrific to sit down with her to see her enthusiasm, to see the amount of support her owners have for her efforts, and the way that she's sort of continued to transform every element of, of the Scarlet Pearl. That's just been cool to see, hasn't it? It is, and she's um, does an incredible job of supporting her team, her employees. And I mean, not long ago, she bought everybody a lottery ticket. You know, when it hit a billion dollars, uh, that's an incredible gesture. Um, but she she gets it. Uh, uh, she's uh, new school and old school at the same time. I think you know, I, I could say the same thing about John Ferrucci. A lot of these guys, they they understand that the old way of doing business was, "Hey, Ricky, welcome to my casino. Can I buy you dinner?" Um, the, the new way is, you know, are you a member of the Players Club? You know, are, how are you rated? And some of these people still understand that sometimes you don't have to go strictly by the numbers. You can just, you know, take care of your customers. Uh, and that's what they do very, very well. So, so Michael, when you look at our numbers, let's, let's, let's look at the state of Mississippi right now, just in terms of year-to-day, compare it sort of historically. Tell me about the, the gaming market in Mississippi. Gaming market in Mississippi is uh, down slightly from last year, but that's when you factor in Tunica and the in the in the river counties, which is you know Vicksburg, uh, uh, Greenville, and Natchez. Um, but the coast numbers are either up up a little bit or almost even to last year. So overall, the state's down a fraction, and I mean three percent maybe the whole state. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of a lot of a lot, lot of things right down here. But the coast is is the gaming leader for sure for the state. Let's do this. When we come back with Michael Sunderman, he's the the uh, president and publisher of M2 Media. Very in touch with the gaming community these days. Has been from the day he landed here in coastal Mississippi 30 years ago. Uh, we'll talk more about the the gaming market. What kind of dollars are we talking about? I mean, it's a, it's incredible success. It's become. One of the key reasons, frankly, that Mississippi led the nation in, in sort of reopening our economy after after the pandemic. So anyway, we'll, we'll continue with Michael after this break. We'll- he's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend, my dear friend, Michael Sunderman, who's the president and publisher of M2 Media. And uh, we've uh, known each other for a bunch of years. And it's great to stay in touch with, with people like Michael, who has such a good finger on the pulse, especially the gaming community. That's, that's, a, that's a, sort of the topic for, uh, that we're talking about now. You know, the market in Mississippi has really become very, very significant. The amount of tax dollars that, that have resulted that go into the state coffers is, um, and we couldn't do without it. It's one of the reasons, as I mentioned, that we did so well during the pandemic. And really, the casinos in general, Michael talked about the fact that the, the casinos were very interested in making sure they weren't just making tweaks to the approach that they took during the pandemic, but they literally made massive changes to the gaming floor and their approach to 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 lots of what they do, including buffets, for example, that he mentioned. Some have opened, reopened buffets. Some may never open buffets again, and they continue to do extremely well. Uh, one of the reasons why we've done well here in coastal Mississippi is because the amount of investments, we're talking about billions of dollars of investment in coastal Mississippi. Money is not easy to come by these days in the capital market. So making, you know, doing a a, a, uh, a development sort of like, uh, let's say the Boer Vage, for example, that probably spent you know $750 million initially and then spent another $750 million after Katrina to, to fix it. I mean, just think about, you know, we're talking about a, a casino that there's been over a billion dollars invested in. You're just not going to see those kind of developments anymore in the gaming industry. So we're sitting in a really good position. But, Michael, when you think about the coast community, uh, the coast gaming community from a revenue point of view, you mentioned that, of course, uh, Mayor Fofo Gillich and I have talked about this many times, but when you had a lot of free money that was out there in, in the market after, you know, once the pandemic hit, I think, as, as you mentioned, this, it's hard to budget. You, and you and I saw this from our publishing days. You had this, like, windfall moment, and it's hard to really figure out, okay, when we get to a year-to-date scenario, looking back at that windfall moment, how is that going to affect us and how are we going to deal with it? And, and, and Jonathan Jones said it pretty well. He said, man, they're, they're hitting on a lot of cylinders you know, because of some of the challenges they had as, as it relates to getting employees and all that. It's not a, it's not a mode they want to stay in forever you know, with, with having to sort of work people creatively and work people overtime and all the things that they had to do to sort of make the ends meet. But, man, you can't beat the revenue performance given what they were going up against year to date. It's truly remarkable, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, if you think about you know, the last 18 months, there was a lot of, you know, federal stimulus money, uh, state stimulus money out there. People were either working from home or staying home, which gave them a lot more free time so they could go out on a Tuesday afternoon and go, go to the casinos and, and spend some of that money. Uh, so when, when all that started to dry up, the concern of the casino industry was, how do we, how do we, or will this trend continue or will, see, will we see a sharp decline? Um, and knock on wood, we've not seen uh, that happen it, it's me. I saw like the October numbers are down a little bit. Uh, might might just be a little blip. You know, might be a. Uh, sometimes it's just a matter of how many weekends. You have five weekends or four weekends versus the prior year. Those numbers get affected. But um, they're working hard. Um, employees are still an issue. Uh, when I talk to the folks, they're still an issue uh, hiring uh, enough people. Um, which may be maybe part of the reason why some of the things aren't back. But, you know, they're also doing this with limited entertainment. You know, entertainment used to be a huge draw. Uh, when the pandemic hit, the shows couldn't go on, the bands couldn't travel. Um, so little by little, we're, they're bringing entertainment back in. And when a show comes in, it's sold out. It's sold out within a day. 
Um, so that's that's a big change to it, and maybe that's bringing back some of the market that that we would have lost otherwise. Um, but they're they're finding different ways to get people through the door and keep them there. Well, you know, you you mentioned, and this is something that I think from day one in my conversations with Milton Segarra, uh, who used to be the executive director for Coastal Mississippi Tourism, we talked about this early on, and a lot we talked about this, the notion that this is a drive-in market that people felt safe in their homes, excuse me, in their cars, and they're going to be driving in. Again, 80% of the people coming into this market come in into this market by their car. And as the casinos who are master, they're just literally master marketers on so many different levels, from a database point of view, from a mm-hmm. traditional media point of view, understanding how to use digital targeting really well. You mentioned the the uh, enormous number of tr- special charter flights that are happening. The, the Beau Rivage sort of leads the way, but more casinos are doing it these days. In my conversations with Clay Williams, the executive director of the Guppport uh, uh, Biloxi International Airport Authority, now, the fact that we had military still traveling, business travel was down, you know, their leisure traveler was down, but the casinos sort of picked it up pretty quickly is actually one of the reasons why the airport was able to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But you think about how they maybe adjusted their plans focusing on the drive-in market and how many people came here that had not been here before, the reverberation of word of mouth that comes from that to say you need to come down here. Um we get sharp. We got sharper. You know, I, I think there's a powerful lubrication to change that comes from pain. Yep. Pandemic, we're feeling some pain for sure. And it caused us to really kind of redouble our efforts to get smarter and more innovative about our marketing approaches. And it has really paid off. It has. Um, what they did at the pandemic, uh, and they got Coastal Mississippi involved too, by the way, uh, and they wrote a really a brilliant plan to attract uh, visitors from outside the market that maybe in markets we hadn't really approached before. Um, And I think we led the nation, I think the report I saw, we led the nation in terms of, um, uh, you know, tourism response after the pandemic, which that's incredible. So when you invite these new people in there, they get the experience and where do they go home? They go home and tell everybody they know and they put it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram of how what a wonderful trip they had and, and can't wait to go back. And then their friends say, "Well, how? Who would you stay or what you do?" You know, and then they they come down. So it's a it's a brilliant domino effect uh, to bring new customers in here. Plus the, you know, the 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 plane charters are bringing people in from I think what they said five hundred cities, Ricky. Yeah, five hundred <laughs> cities were 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 bringing. That's amazing. And if you think back to the early days of gaming. Uh, they thought we'd have maybe maybe a half dozen to a dozen casinos statewide, and if if we did a hundred million dollars in revenue, that'd be a huge uh, win. Now we're you know pushing three billion dollars in gaming revenue each year. I think we're about two point two or two point three right now. Um, so we'll we'll finish close to that number again uh, in twenty twenty two. It's, I mean, it's it's um, <laughs> it's big numbers. <laughs> it's really big numbers. And uh, and it's uh, it's contributed whether you like gaming or not. It's here to stay, and uh, they've been great. Uh, they've been great citizens of the community. They've contributed unbelievably well to diversifying our economy. Everything we hoped would it, it would be back in the early days when we when we kicked off the uh, you know riverboat essentially gaming here in coastal yeah. Mississippi dockside gaming. Yeah. Everything and, that and we thank, hoped. And thank you to some conservative leadership in our state 
you know, we're flush with money. The, the state has a huge surplus of cash. Um, and, you know, when you have record gaming years, that certainly adds to the influx of tax to Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, and luckily, they didn't squander everything. So they've kept it there for a rainy day and, and then some. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's just it's really paid off. And um, people like uh, Fofo Gillich, again, I'll mention him again because, you know, the the lion's share, the gaming, uh, you know, uh, casinos are in, in Biloxi. And um, he always talks about how he's really working hard to make sure Biloxi gets his fair share because it means so much to, to the overall situation. But we have uh, we've been really lucky and we've weathered some incredible storms. I mean, obviously, Katrina and what it brought to coastal Mississippi and the need to get go from dockside gaming to land based gaming and the effort that that took to pull that off. And to get, you know, I, I mean, we've, we've told this story so many times on Coast View, but to have uh, Billy McCoy, who was the Speaker of the House, a Democrat from Renzi, Mississippi, literally a warm, warm W-O-R-M, worm farmer. Mm-hmm. And he was just a great guy. But remember after Katrina put his arm around me and said, man, anything we can do to help you, let me know. And the reality was we had people like that in a bipartisan way. Uh, working to change the laws in Mississippi so that casinos could have confidence to rebuild in, a, in, an, in an environment at the time where you look around and you thought, how how is coastal Mississippi ever going to come back from this? And they made the big decisions. I mean, one after another made the big decision to rebuild. And look where we are today. And it, we're built back safer. We're built back higher. We're built back stronger. Our infrastructure is better. And uh, I don't think a lot of that would have happened. There's just little doubt in my mind that would not have happened had the casinos not made the the big call after Katrina to reinvest in our community. It was transformative time for us, wasn't it, Michael? It, it was. And, and again, you mentioned the Land-Based Gaming Act, uh, Onshore Gaming Act, and had that not passed, uh, you know, m- the majority of these casinos would not have reinvested because they would have said, listen, we're going to put another $200 million out there um, and we're going to get hit by the next storm and we're out of luck again. So... Having them onshore, having a, above the mean water lines, uh, brilliant uh, uh, change of strategy there and, and a law that helped everybody survive and grow. And it made us more resilient. It made Coastal Mississippi more resilient. We're going to weather the next one really, really well. At least that's certainly the plan. Hey, when we come back, we'll do the final segment with Michael Sunderman from M2 Media and uh, talk about tourism a little bit and how wonderful tourism season we just had and uh, anything else that might be on Michael's mind. We'll see you after this. Listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Michael Sunderman from M2 Media. And uh, we just had a great conversation about the gaming industry and you know, other aspects to his business and, you know, where we are in coastal Mississippi. And, you know, coastal Mississippi tourism comes up over and over again. And uh, I got a note from someone the other day and said, you haven't mentioned anything about coastal Mississippi tourism in a while. You know, what's what's going on? Well, the truth is I've been watching it very closely. And uh, the current chairman of the, of, the, of, the, of the board of commissioners for the tourism 
uh, Coast Mississippi Tourism effort is Greg Cronin. has a tremendous um, I, um, um, history here in Coastal Mississippi and, and a bunch of different uh, uh, nonprofits and community efforts. He's a banking executive. He's a really, really good person. He's very methodical. He's a really good leader. And I think he's done a great job of sort of settling things down there. Uh, a lot too much dabbling from the Board of Supervisors. You know the story. I've talked about it. Uh, but the reality is, is things have really settled down and they've, they're really less internally focused these days and more focused on the work that they're doing at hand. I still think and I think a growing number of people believe that there has to be some legislative tweaks still because the reality is there's always going to be this sort of looming threat out there that dabbling will, will cause internal focus again and cause us to lose our focus. Someone asked me the other day about, about Milton Segarra who was a good friend to Koshiu. Uh, Milton has since left coast of Mississippi. He misses this area, but he's now the tourism director in West Palm uh, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Florida, one of the, one of the most significant uh, tourism uh, destinations in the United States, and he's doing really well. But he misses Coast of Mississippi. He loved this place. But we've moved on on Coastview. You know, we, we'll still be friends with Coast with uh, with Milton because he he was uh, he reached out and stayed connected. But but things are settled down. Uh, they're, they're building the staff. Uh, they've they've done a good job of building their staff. And um, I like what I see. And I look forward to working with leaders in Coast of Mississippi to make some legislative tweaks that really need to be made. But Mike, you've got a great relationship with the, that organization. You you published one of their publications, but uh, but you've heard a lot of what I'm talking about as well, haven't you? Yeah, um, you know, sometimes it just gets too much drama, um, and that doesn't fill a hotel room. You know, that doesn't that doesn't attract one new customer. Um, and I'm a firm believer, and I manage my company this way: is you know, I hire great people, and I let them run the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm on the board of the aquarium. We've got a great staff. Let them run it. We have a, a very active board, but we don't micromanage. We don't get into meetings, you know. Um, and I think sometimes boards can, whether it's in, for the good intentions or not, can can get too involved. Um, and and when that happens, uh, it really sucks the um, the attention away from your executive director or your power even. Uh, and the staff doesn't know who to answer to. Yeah. So, so I think I agree. I think there's uh, some some good changes are being made there, and I think they're on on a much better path because we need them to be strong. Yes, we, we, we have to them, have strong. We need yeah. them to be focused on filling hotel rooms, on on bringing uh, big events here, on spending market marketing dollars wisely to get the most bang for your buck of all these tax dollars that feed them. It's a legislative, creative, regional organization. I was thrilled that Greg became the chairman, that Paige Roberts, who's been here on, on Coastview many, many times, the executive director from the Jackson County Chamber. I was pleased that she she was recently added. Of course, Jerry St. Pay, the former CEO of Ingalls, in mm -hmm. his 80s, still making great contributions. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw with those three, and Greg's also from Jackson County, with, with those three coming over from Jackson County, 
that they would this whole notion of, of 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 this kind of power struggle that was taking place between the other counties and Harrison County, it was just such internal focus. It was so ridiculous that we were there. One of the things that Greg is really focused on is board governance. The point you were making, too much micromanaging was happening. They're really focused more on overseeing sort of the uh, the, the key director and then letting her do what she needs to do yeah. to run that organization. And I'm, I like what I see. I like what I see. I do, again, I think some tweaks will need to be made still you know, the ex- uh, on, the, the on the legislation. Yeah, yeah. The executive director or you know, our, our guy uh, uh, at the aquarium, they're there every day. You know, yeah. we, we meet once a month or quarterly, so we don't, we don't catch that vibe. We don't catch the energy of what's going on there. They're yeah. living that thing every day. So as long as you're seeing the results and the direction you want, then let them have a little leeway to get it done their way. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely, and it's it's good to see. And I, I, uh, I give my kudos to the commissions uh, and to to Greg uh, uh, Cronin for his his leadership of that commission. It's been terrific to see. And we'll have Greg on soon, actually, yeah, and he's just a good guy. get an update from Greg, Greg, so you can hear more from his perspective the the efforts that are underway to build a stronger coastal Mississippi tourism uh, 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 organization. But you know what, man, we uh, we're out of time. I think is that well, let, me, let, me, think? let me let me yeah. add one more thing. Okay, Cal. In yeah, December, we're we're giving our guide to giving is in South Mississippi Living. Uh, and, and we feature about 100 different charities, but in particular, there's a there's a call to action envelope for the United Way, and I'm asking all your listeners to you know give five dollars, give ten dollars, give a hundred dollars yeah. uh, to United Way because that money goes out to all types of charities that they handle. So, so I hope they get a great response. Well, thank you. I know people are going to watch that, uh, yeah. watch for that, and they're going to they're going to pay close attention to it. Thanks for doing that for the community. This has been Michael Sunderman, the president and CEO of uh, M2 Media, and a good friend of mine. I really enjoyed visiting with you, Michael. You too, have a, have a good one. We'll see you soon, buddy. Thank you. See you, buddy. You bet. We'll see you yeah. tomorrow. Have a great day. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.